Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Mitts and the Twigs, the podcast. The I pod. am your guy, as always, Mr. Mitts, and with me is the Twigsinator. How are you today? Living the dream. Gonna spend my Sunday yeah. night with you. Talking the thing we love most. Why NHLers are gonna, pussies and talk. won't wear the pride flags. I mean, pride jerseys. Sorry, I'm just kidding. That's not what we're going to talk about. I I mean, the Panthers did have the was, flag rate on those jerseys. I thought that hey, I was I was impressed by that. I was impressed too that, that, was, that was nice Eric touch. Stahl Eric Stahl couldn't remember that he's worn a jersey before, and then that is some. And then he argued with that's it. that's some idiot. impressive what? gaslighting he was trying to achieve there that wasn't going to work for him, but. Uh, yeah, that was man. Could you could you imagine? Uh, like you've got brothers. I I can imagine like supporting my brothers. I can imagine agreeing with my brother. I've got a brother as well, a brother and sister. But like my siblings and I don't agree on anything uniformly. Like yeah. anything. We're all adults. We, there's not a single thing that we would say. We all for one hundred percent have the exact same view on this. Which is what makes me feel even like. The, the the stall line is that much more ridiculous is that they're all just like this is how we all feel oh really you all such good independent thinkers and have reflected on all your experiences and, and the world around you and everything in life and you all just managed to come to that same conclusion oh okay i'm sure that's just you put a lot of thought and effort into it yeah i i don't think i agree with my brother on many things do i have a good strong relationship with uh, my brothers yeah, I got like 12 of them, but still, um, it's all a great relationship. But what I love is that Eric Stahl needed to get to Florida to play with his brother, Mark, to decide that they weren't going to wear it. And all of a sudden, I didn't know this. Did you know this? How and honest, how religious they are, how active they are in their churches, because that's a that's a big statement to put out, if especially if that jersey bothers you, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I, and I, I mean, it, they had already, I'm surprised. I'm really, I'm a little bit surprised uh, that they made it, made it uh, an event of it that it was um, because James Reimer, like just the days before, pulled that and pretty much everybody, he pulled the whole, it goes against my relig my religious beliefs, you know, a uh, believer in Christ and the Bible and, just to see him get eviscerated online be like, oh, so I guess you won't be playing on Sunday, right? Oh, so I guess you're not going to be wearing any jersey made of uh, mixed and combined fabrics, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess you probably don't need any shellfish. Uh, any, you don't need, it's like the, the, the whole like, oh, it's sorry, I, I'd love to. It's just, I, I just don't, it's, it goes against my, my very, very strong, very deeply held religious beliefs that I've chosen uh, selectively from the list of uh, uh, you know the the menu, and it's like that's not a menu, dude. You're supposed to do all of them or you know none of them. It's just such a crackpot excuse. I would have thought anybody with any sense, especially a bunch of guys that are going to sit around and organize it, would have saw that and thought, should we should we get come up with something a little bit better? Should we you know <clears throat> be a little more creative? Oh, like I hate <laughs> come up with a tragic backstory, you know. 
and I know I just jumped right, jumped us right into this, but I feel like it's just been percolating the last couple of weeks. We've hinted towards it. Mm. It's been kind of like a huge talking point. And the, and the big thing I want to say is I, I know people personally that like that these players are saying no to, to wearing these jerseys that they can opt out. And I get that. Like, I guess if you do have your personal beliefs and you want to opt out, but again, here's the thing. It's not saying that you need, like you wearing this is saying that you I don't know. Let's even say it as black and white as it is, as because as what they think it is. It's not saying that you support the LGBTQ community. It's it's saying that for that night, that night only, and every night it should be that they are welcome to come into your arena, and the hockey is for everybody, and all that. Just despite your religious beliefs, it has nothing to do with your religious beliefs. It has nothing to do yeah. with them, and to 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 hide behind religion when we know we know that they're probably not that active they don't follow all the other rules but that freaking jersey Mm -hmm. you know all of a sudden they're gonna stand like that's where they're gonna draw the line in the sand that jersey i don't know i just it's for just a it was a gorgeous jersey too gorgeous i loved it yeah it's gorgeous. The the if there was any Panthers. jersey I was gonna I would have objected to. It would have been that all blue Montreal Canadiens pride jersey that, that yeah. Eric Stahl did wear. That he denies wearing. That there's easily discovered Video photographic proof. evidence yeah. that he that he that he wore it. He wore it not that long ago. We're not even talking about like a decade ago. It was like a year or two ago. That last he wore year. this jersey. Yeah. And then Close yeah, and years, then he yeah. and then he's sitting there trying to say that say that he uh, he he he's never done it like. Sorry, my dude. That's that's completely not true, and uh, it's hard to think of your decision as a, a well thought out, intelligent one when you are immediately caught in either a lie or just showing how dumb you are. And again, if you maybe I'll clip Brian Burke's uh, little statement here he made on Thirty Two Thoughts, and the biggest thing is just take a listen to this. Team approaches, Brian. Uh, do you like where a team like, say, San Jose goes and uh, with James Reimer make a decision that the rest of the players will wear it? Uh, Florida Panthers, same thing. Or the and we can get into the specifics of why there were team directors from the Rangers, the Hawks, and the Minnesota Wild. But uh, what would your recommendation be in terms of a team approach? Well, from my perspective, first off, there's two there's two areas where that's been a, a matter of dis, dissension, or that we're not going to wear the sweater. One is for Russian-born players, and the other is for religious reasons. And with the religious reasons, it just doesn't compute for me. I was born and raised a Catholic. I don't see any conflict between my religious beliefs and the ability to say to the LGBTQ plus community, you're welcome here. That's all Pride Night is, is you're welcome in our building. They're not asking to sign any forms, not asking to join any churches. It's about saying this community is valuable and important, and we want to honor them. And the Russian issue, what, what's your thought on that? Well, there's no material threat that I can discern, and I know the league has been asked about this, but I will tell you this. I will side with the, the players on this one to the extent that if there is a real risk, I don't sense that there is, but to the extent that players perceive a risk, then it's legitimate. No one should put their family at risk for something like this, in my opinion. Uh, But I hope that all dissipates, too. In case you don't know, Russia passing new laws uh, earlier this year with respect to. Mm. And and, and beautiful. And what he's basically saying is, again, it has nothing to do about. It's just bringing like making sure they're welcome. And and that's the biggest thing. And if I, I. 
I don't know. I don't even know what to say because now we've had the Chicago Blackhawks cancel theirs. The New York Rangers cancel theirs. We've had Ivan Provorov start the whole thing. We've now had James Reimer. We've had the Stahl brothers. And there's more. I, I haven't even named them all. It basically is huh. just like, hey, let's maybe just end it. But then that feels like they like they won. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it's... I think that, yeah, I think it's important that it keeps going because what it's doing is it's pulling back the curtain and it's exposing people that you know th- these players that will sit there and pretend that they're you know Captain Nice Guy and that they love everybody like James Reimer saying that he loves them and he has no problem with them. Yeah, did you see him try to support them? Did you see and him try to drag like, Nazem Kadri into his into his thing? Like, I was buddy. a little bit disappointed that Nazem Kadri chose this time in his career to not just go after somebody. Kadri <laughs> well, Kadri didn't like he didn't like throw his lot in, but that would have been a golden opportunity for him to be like, I don't know what that dude's talking about. Don't do like well, keep you know he, he did say that, that he said, he did keep, he keep my he, name out your mouth. Yeah, he kind of did say he said I don't really understand where James Reimer got that from or why I'm involved in this at all because it was really out of left field. It was it was yeah. wild that he, that James Reimer tried to tie Nazem Kadri into this conversation when it was clearly only yeah. James Reimer's decision, right? It's like die on your sword, buddy. If you're gonna go out, like yeah. I'll you know what, have a little respect for yourself and die on the thing that you're putting out this poorly written statement before a game. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's the whole thing's just 20, it's twenty twenty three. It's twenty twenty three, right? And and James Reimer, whilst trying to not wear at the tail end of his career, yeah, while trying to not wear a warm-up jersey uses I can't be a bigot. One of my friends is a minority. Yeah. As, just... as a as a Yeah. I like... just I don't know. Oh no, it's it's just it's all just so ridiculous. Like, you know, uh, like it, it, if if they even if you like even if you don't support LGBTQ to you know uh, uh, I mean I I don't think that that mindset should exist but it is days it is going to exist it does it is it is it's going to exist there's always going to be the people around that that just choose to you know whatever but like do you you look into the in-depth every sponsor that's ever been on your gear you know like now especially with some sponsorship going on to like helmets and stuff and like jersey sponsors like are you are, are they are they looking into those and being like well i i i agree with every decision that company's ever made so i'm proudly wearing that no, they didn't even think they didn't even think twice about it you know like you've got you've got russians uh swedes canadians people from all over the globe wearing military jerseys to support the united states military and no one says anything could you imagine the uproar if a player from another country said i actually don't really want to wear that jersey because i'm not from this country and i don't support militaristic activity like that you know it, it could would, happen. i mean well we it saw could what, happen we the saw russians what happened. could happen we saw what happened with colin kaepernick so you know <laughs> but i what i will say is if we kind of bring this back to a positive spot yeah, yeah. man we just hit the ground running uh I, I really, really love uh, comments from uh, Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. And just beautifully said. 
unequivocal support. Even uh, Zach Connor Hyman. Connor, yeah, uh, Zach Hyman said it so well. Connor McDavid said it so well. And these are, especially with when it comes to Matthew and Connor, these are superstars, big, big names in the league. And, and they're stating this so unequivocally that it's just, it's exactly what, you know, we need to see um, to really hit that hockey is for everyone home so that it is, it, it becomes accepted and it does, you know, resonate. Um, and uh, I want to give him a shout out, but I'm trying to remember his name because he's a relatively young defenseman for the Blackhawks. And I think it's Connor Murphy. Connor Murphy, because Connor Murphy weeks ago spoke out about it and spoke about it, spoke out about it strongly in support that it should happen. It needs to happen. And I think the reason that I want to point that out is because this is this guy is not a superstar. This guy could lose his job and could easily be blackballed for making and if the right people or the wrong people didn't agree with it. Um, so you know, like Connor McDavid's not going to, his career's not at risk. Matthew Kachuk's career, he's got that bag. His, his career's not at risk. But like, uh, I'm just trying to make sure it Connor was Murphy, Connor's. I'm, yeah, double check, but I'm pretty sure it was Connor Murphy. And, and if it wasn't, we'll just uh, bleep him, his name out and give somebody else. But he, especially on an organization like the Blackhawks that hasn't been leading the way and is, been trailing hard in the doing the right thing category in a long for a long time. Um, I, I, I thought that was commendable, and I said, as I said, this is this is a guy that could potentially put his career at risk if if that didn't go well. So, or as, as uh, earnings at the very least. I think it was Connor Murphy and Seth Jones. They both said. Uh... Are you sure it was Seth Jones? Because his family is famously cray-cray. Um, I, I, don't, I honestly don't remember hearing What I'm quickly that, reading that... from these tweets, it looks like it was Connor Murphy. I can't remember exactly. But what I'm seeing yeah. is I'm seeing Connor's an ally, all that kind of stuff. I, so I'm imagining – I can't find the statement he said. Uh, I know there's. I was reading something about some rain, uh, the rainbow tape that the Blackhawks also took off so they couldn't use it or something like that. But, um, and him and Seth Jones kind of said, didn't understand why. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. To, to, to wrap this whole thing up is let's just, let's just do better. Let's just be better. Again, I feel like we've said that a ton in this podcast and I feel like it's just so cliche to say, and it's so easy just to be like, Oh, let's just be better. But at the end of the day, this is this is like embarrassing in a certain way. A lot of these artists spend a lot of time on these jerseys. They have been beautiful this year. They have knocked them out of the park. I will, you know, I'll say if you were gonna like boycott one jersey, I would probably boycott the military one because it's the ugliest jersey. There's no creativity. It's just not that nice. No. Um, I don't know if you saw the talented artist uh, Mio. She uh, did the LA Kings this year, and uh, it was incredible. She does beautiful work. Um, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I don't know. We'll see what Calgary does this week because they have their pride week and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure we're going to have something. It feels like it's been every, let's let's also throw this out there, um, that, uh, the, the military jerseys 
and the national anthem being played before sporting events um, is tied directly to money coming from the military. Like that's that's like that's not just because somebody. I didn't like, know that. Oh, it's supportive. It's no. I oh, didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that's, that's why they're playing money. the the anthems. I hate it because it takes that's, like that's for the... twenty minutes to freaking sing two songs, and it's an eight thirty p.m. start time, and you know that puck's not getting dropped to like ten to nine. And you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna be up till That's midnight watching this. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't even actually know that. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So things it's, you learn with mitts and twigs. Um, boof. Um, in uh, in lighter notes, uh, because my mind often goes down these journeys, uh, I mm. thought uh, completely, completely off uh, of anything we've discussed up until now. Uh, I thought. Um, Inevitably, you know, uh, when we become big and famous, which leads to a huge falling out, we go our separate ways. Um, <laughs> I think your next venture would should be basically you with with like two subordinates, and it would be called Twig and the Berries. And I think that's going to be a home run. So, I mean... I guess what I'm just saying is even though inevitably in the future uh, we're going to have a big flaming uh, fallout. That's going to views. I can't wait for the views on that one. It, we might plan yeah. it. I'm, no, F I'm, you, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm pre-subscribing to what I think is going to be one of the preeminent podcasts of the future, Twig and the Berries. Twig, twig and the Berries. There's a guy. It's like I'm doing a podcast with two children, and it's got a weird. You know what? Nope. <laughs> oh, my dude! I, I think we've got some hockey news. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you got some, is there okay. some hockey news and notes you want to share? About yeah, let's let's play play. Let's fire young, through young let's, players. Yeah, let's talk about these young players that just signed. <laughs> okay, so the NCAA uh, is doing their uh, their frozen tournament, um, and usually I am just caught off guard right now. Um, let's get. So, what you see now, this is basically the season that you're going to see those eliminated teams, and they're and they're their players are going to start signing NHL contracts or, or, and getting onto teams and playing the last couple of games. And, and we've had a plethora of them right out of the gate, starting on uh, March 25th, um, which was yesterday. Those were kind of the big ones. We had um, Henry Thrun sign with uh, San Jose Sharks. Um, we had the high scoring Harvard winger, um, Sean Farrell signed with the Minnesota, I'm uh, not Minnesota, the Montreal Canadiens. Just to keep in mind, Thrun is also the player that wouldn't sign with the Anaheim Ducks. Thought San Jose was a better situation for him and signed there. Uh, hope that works out for you. Parker Ford signs with Winnipeg. Uh, Max Sasson signs with Vancouver. And then the one that everybody was wondering, um, the elite elite shot um a former first round pick 2021 13th overall matthew coronado decided to do what adam fox never did and signed with the calgary flames i'll tell you being a fan of uh the calgary flames i was on pins and needles because you know what 
the luck right now has not been great, but it's a huge ad. Um, I would definitely say the two Harvard players, Matthew Coronado and um, Sean Farrell are the biggest ones that have come out so far and signed. Now we're all waiting for Kynes to finish his tournament to sign with Toronto because that's all TSN is talking about right now. Even though they have an elite team, they're talking about a player playing college hockey that might sign with Toronto. So yeah, big news. It's fun to see. You're going to see them probably uh, within the days. So keep your eye out if you like uh, young players making debuts. Yeah, well, you know, there's no way there's children the, of the future. There's yeah. no way Daryl Sutter plays Matthew Coronado. There's no way. Like he'll get oh one game, right? No. Like what? Like let me ask you this: Are you buying uh, or selling that? Are you buying Matthew Kachuk is gonna? I mean, not Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Coronado is gonna play five game, five of the last ten games for the Calgary Flames. Buying or selling? Uh, I'm not buying it. That's for sure. Selling. So you're selling it's, it? No, like uh, yeah. I mean, I'm selling it. They, they, well, because like the the Flames are, and, and we I'd like to talk about this a little bit. We we, we touched on it last uh, last week. Um, you you uh, you know you kind of snuck up on me with it last week and uh, yeah. we did some hot takes. So I want to touch on it a little bit more because the playoffs are upon us. We're on the but but Calgary's right in the thick of it. Calgary's right there. There's no way, no way Dinosaur Daryl is putting in a player like that this time of year. He's got an elite not, shot, man. Not a chance. He's got an elite shot. It's a good shot. How many cups he got? How many cups? <laughs> Damn, you're right. <laughs> That's true. Daryl hey. doesn't win. So he, he has to... games by shooting. <laughs> Um, he has to play one game. Um, I know that. I think it's in his contract, and it'll burn. Uh, it'll burn one year of his deal. It's kind of like what Johnny Gaudreau did. He came in the last game of the year, scored a goal, burned one year of his contract, got nine hundred thousand dollars or whatever. It was like something like that. I can't remember. A lot of money. Or no, it couldn't have been that. Maybe just gets him to RFA quicker, so then he'll make more money. That's what it is. He won't get all nine hundred thousand. Duh. Um. So he has to play one game, but yeah, you're right. Not because of Calgary though. Like let's not kid ourselves here. Uh, Nashville sold off. Um, they have uh, lost their last two. Winnipeg, for some reason, just will not take this thing and just run with it. They are, they're letting Calgary in it. They are not winning, not closing games. They clearly have like ran out of steam. Rick Bonus has rode his horse. Like somebody give Connor Hellebuck like a trough and like a, break on a beach something nice because that guy plays a lot of hockey i i still don't see a world i still don't see a world that calgary gets in but i'm with you daryl's not gonna give up he's not gonna he's not gonna just yeah i'm with you i can't see matthew coronado like getting into the lineup hell he he won't even play jacob pelche who is actually been really good this year he's he's sticking with nick ritchie uh milan lucic which is wild to me um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, Daryl's going to fight till the very end. And I guess that's what you want in a coach and that's what you want in your players. But at the end of the day, you got to see what you have in your cupboards and they have an all-star, one of the best goalie prospects that have come out of the A in a long time. And Dustin Wolf, just go look at his stats. He's going to be goalie of the year for two years in a row. I don't know. 
you'd love to see him at the big club, but you're not going to see it. You're just not. You're not. Because Daryl doesn't roll that way. Well, it'll be an interesting finish. As, as I said, we touched on it last week. We threw it together kind of last minute, but I decided to look into it a little bit more because I wanted to, uh, you know, I made some statements. I made some old man statements, and I just wanted <laughs> to make sure that I could back him up a little bit. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, Calgary, four points back, eight games to go, Winnipeg, eight games to go. Uh, I was looking at it more and more and thought, you know, it's probably, you know, they're probably going to not going to make a big move, but I kind of wanted to walk back my dismissal of Nashville. Mm, Even after they just lost two in a row? Nashville has two games on both of those guys. Nashville's got 10 games left. 10 games left, five points back of a playoff spot. Right. Now, they did do the big sell-off. We talked about that. Huge. But... But our, there's no reason for them to, at this point in the season, 10 games to go. I don't know. I, I just don't see them like full tanking. You know, I think, I think especially uh, it's tough to really try to pull that off anyways, you know, to try to get everybody on that on board with that. They still have a pretty solid squad. They, you know, they, they, they've got some tough games ahead. I think every game they have oh. left is a, is against a playoff team except and this is where i think it's really interesting between winnipeg calgary and nashville all of them play each other right big games so out of the out of the games yeah so those are gonna be big those are gonna be really big winnipeg realistically could probably drop all their other six games but win the calgary and nashville game and they'd be in yeah but you know yeah i don't know with 10 games to go nashville's four points back like I could see them. I could, you know, I'm sure if the GM drew it up, he'd want to pick like four spots higher. But at the end of the day, like that, even like two playoff games is some pretty good cash. Yeah. So let's talk about the Jets schedule. That West West is that West is wide open. Let's talk about the Jets schedule. I I think Calgary and the and not the Jets, the Calgary, yeah, the Calgary and the Jets schedule, or some of the easiest schedules you you have. They have the Sharks. They have the Red Wings. They have the Devils that are tough. And they have the Flames, they have the Predators, the Sharks, the Wild, and the Avalanche, right? Those are definitely like it's a it's a it's a favorable schedule considering that uh the Sharks, the Red Wings, the Sharks again, Nashville, and if they beat Calgary, you're basically your lock, right? And those are all winnable uh-huh. games. Um Nashville, on the other hand, it's a lot tougher road. Um it is Boston. Right, Boston on Tuesday, Pittsburgh on Thursday. Okay. Yeah, St. Louis winnable. Then they have Dallas, Vegas, Carolina, then Winnipeg again, then Calgary, and then Minnesota, and then Colorado. Like that is that is a wild schedule. Like, yep. That's tough. Like how like none of them are gimme's like at all. Like yeah. you could say Calgary. Right, maybe that's the gimme. Calgary has been like super inconsistent, but other than oh, St. Louis, I guess. So there's two. I don't know, man. I just I'm. Hey, they wait. Are they winning right now? I don't think so. You you're. I mean, maybe not now, but you you they 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 won last night. You're the beneficiary of that. I uh, was. I was fantastic. Little hot pickup there, Binner. (laughs) Yeah, scared you a little bit in the first period, but that's just how they roll. Uh, like, yeah, no, I think I'm pretty comfortable sticking with Winnipeg gets that last spot. And I yeah. think the top seven in the West, Lock. they might, there might be some, some movement, but they're all, they're all in. 
yeah statistically uh you know they're not mathematically locked in but they any one of them would have to have a pretty bad god-awful uh end of the season for them to miss at this point but yeah i think uh, the thing is the reason that i even wanted to bring it up really is because I was so dismissive of Nashville last week. And then when I looked at it, I realized they're one point back of Calgary and two games at, like left uh, above and beyond that. And I thought, geez, uh, you got to talk about it. But like you mentioned, that schedule is absolutely killer. Killer. And, 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 and you know, those are a lot of teams that are going to be fighting for their spot. They're going to be fighting for, uh, you know, look at, uh, well, Pittsburgh's just trying to stay in. Dallas, Vegas are trying to get that number one seed. Same as Carolina. They're trying to Same, lock that so up. So is Colorado. Minnesota, Colorado. Yeah. So most of their games left are, are teams that, that have a lot to lose if they lose a game. So, right. yeah, it's going to be tough. But uh, I think, uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, Calgary has uh, an equal chance as Nashville. I I would... I really, and this is where I'm at. I think that I think the odds are actually. I think it's like seven percent. Calgary makes the playoffs. Seven, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'll pull up their schedule right now. I just, they just, it's not because they don't have a good team. Let me say that it's not because they don't have a, no. a good team. Like they have had what you would say in the business, maybe some of the worst luck you'll you'll ever find. I think I talked about it. I touched base on it last week. You know, they they lead they they have the NHL record for most losses while out shooting a, a team by 10 shots. They have the most posts hit this year. They have the most one goal losses this year. Right? Like you win half of those, you're you're secured in a playoff spot. But you know that's not how it works. You lost them, so you're not, right? And you can't really base your whole season off of luck, even though I guess there's the argument to made. But Calgary, they're playing LA Kings on Tuesday. They just got shit pumped by LA, right? Like just like taken to the cleaners. And then they got Vancouver who I think has only lost maybe two or three times in the whole month of March. They were like, you know what? We don't really want Connor Bernard. We're going to just like play for Rick Tockett. I can't wait for another summer to hear from Canucks fans about how great their team played under this new head coach. Look at the win percentage. He's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. talk to me. Talk to me in uh, December. Then they then it gets a little they bit can, easier. Yeah. They have Anaheim, Chicago, then Winnipeg, then Vancouver again, then Nashville, then San Jose. So maybe three of those are really easily winnable, right? Maybe three. Mm. But they've already lost to Chicago twice. Um, I think they've lost to San Jose, and they've lost the Ducks. So. I just don't have faith in that. I think it's Winnipeg's to lose. And if Winnipeg just falls off the face of the planet, then yes. But really, realistically, they have an easier schedule. They're not a bad team. They're in a rough patch right now. And if I was betting money, I I would put my money on Winnipeg. I just would. I think it's a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. As an outsider, it's got to be tough because – you know, we look on paper, we talked about it at the start of the season with Calgary. They do have a lot of the pieces that you would, oh. but when you just look at it on paper, like, uh, you know, a lot of the defense is there. They've got great forward depth, great talent. The goaltender that after last season looked 
phenomenal and has had a pretty solid career. Yeah. Uh, but this has just been such an awful season. Markstrom's never found his game. Uh, Jonathan Huberdeau uh, is playing up to my expectations, but nobody else's. No, no, uh, no. You know what? We're going to stop this right and, now. No way. There's no way you thought he was going to go from 115 points, the NHL record for assists by a left winger, to not even cracking like 60. There's no I way. I gave him his flowers last year. I gave his flowers last year, but you and anybody else that has ever heard this podcast knows that this is this is who I think he is. This is who I think Jonathan Huberto is. Maybe, maybe in the past in his youth he had a little bit more pep in his step but uh i mean this is this is this is what you guys have this is, you've got this for another uh like eight and a half years i think so you know enjoy but it is what it is it is what it is i'm sure there'll be another generational talent to draft in a couple of years uh, <laughs> i hope so moving on to the east the east is, is a little bit more exciting in that uh, only the top six spots are essentially locked up. Uh, but I was looking over it as well, and I think that there's a fair cutoff. I think, like, obviously you've got the Islanders, you've got Pittsburgh, and they're currently holding down the wild card spots. Florida's right there. Buffalo's not not too far off. I, I, I don't – I think everybody below Buffalo, we're talking about your Washingtons, you're talking about your, oh. your Ottawas. I think at this point in the season, those the, – they're not even worth talking about. Like they could, you know, mathematically they're not eliminated, but but I don't see it happening. But I think it's going to get interesting because Islanders had the spot and they've got 83 points, eight games to go, looking good. Pittsburgh, nine games to go, 82 points. So those two are, you know, one game in hand, but one point behind. Florida, nine games left, 79 points. So they got, they got a couple couple wins to make up there. Buffalo, 10 games left, so that's in their favor, but they're 76. They're, they're a full six points back of the last spot. Um, that's going to be tough for them. But then you start to look over that schedule. And you look at the, the New York Islanders. They've got New Jersey. They've got Washington twice, who are fighting and clawed. They've got Tampa Bay twice, who aren't dead yet, despite my best wishes. They've got Carolina. They've got Philadelphia, who are ridiculously on a three game winning streak and then Montreal. That's not that's that's not that's not an easy schedule. Mm-mm. Especially when you go look at Pittsburgh who's got, you know, Detroit, Nashville, sure, Boston, Philly, New Jersey, Mini, Detroit again, Chicago, Columbus. I mean Pittsburgh's one. got a softer schedule. It's easy. Florida Florida it's gonna be tough for them. Ottawa twice. And Ottawa just said, you know, see you later to Jacob Chikrin, who's going to be on the IR for the next couple of weeks. Maybe he can come back with a speedy recovery, but maybe they can find the mojo that they had before he went on the uh, on their team. They got Toronto twice, who, as you mentioned, is, is you know probably days away from having the future, their future Matthew, Matthew join Kynes. their team. <laughs> is it kinds or nice? I don't know. It's stupid, anyways. It's all <laughs> I think we can agree on the letters, just maybe not the uh, uh, the order. But uh, yeah, and then Buffalo in there with with you know they've got more games to play, but they're they're a little ways back. 
a little bit of a softer schedule, but I mean, again, it all kind of comes, it's, it's not drastically different. I, I still, last week I said I want, I, I got the Islanders of Pittsburgh and I still yeah. think I lean towards it. I, I'm still leaning towards it, but I mean, I'm hopeful for something more interesting. The Islanders I, stink. The, you know, it's wild. Let's talk about the Islanders really quickly. Let's just talk about this. If you could turn the clock back and not trade for Bo Horvat, would you do it? Like he's having, he's having the Jonathan Huberto experience right now. 22 games, five goals after piling them up with old Canucks, which just seems to be the trend with the Canucks. I don't know. They score a lot of goals. Um, and then he's only got ten, uh, five assists, too, for a total of 10 points in 22 games. Oh, it gets better. They did the same thing Calgary did. Instantly locked him up. Instantly. I remember I said it to the day. I'm like, that's a good deal. I would take that deal. Look at what he's done. Again, that's how fast this sport changes. Right now, do I think Bo Horvat's going to stay five and five? No. Do I think it takes time to like situate yourself in your new surroundings? Yes. Do you think New York Island fans are taking that well? <laughs> Just go on Twitter. No. Type in Bo Horvat. They are losing it. I don't know. It's yeah. I, I. It'd be interesting to see if they were to like actually like not do that deal. They're still in the playoff spot. I think it's definitely just on the back of Ilya Sorokin, who's out an outstanding goalie. But yeah, I think your takes last week were good. I think, I think you were a hundred percent on the teams that go in. I think Florida's too far out. Buffalo's way too far out. The schedules are too easy. If you're not within a, within a couple points at this point, that's a huge hill to climb. It's not like you have a lot of schedule left it's short it's like two weeks three weeks buckle up buckle up it should be fun yeah you hope for some dramatic you know finishes i don't know if we are i think i think it looks pretty good where it is yeah i think well i mean we got to shout out boston for uh oh my gosh boston for clinching the atlantic finally officially um and you know obviously playoff spot uh carolina and uh, Ty's new favorite team, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, on the bandwagon. They both uh, locked up playoff spots. Um, I was, uh, I'm impressed uh, as, as an aside that uh, when Svechnikov went down, um, I think the Devils were two points back and had just grabbed Timo Meyer and looked like they were going to take the division realistically. Yeah. Yeah. Mean, come on. Um, since then, since then, um, Carolina, I, th- I think they're two points ahead or four points. Like they, they've, they've, they've maintained the lead the three. Yeah. They're, they're, they're still in the lead with the game Timo, in hand. Yeah. With the game in hand, Timo's not really hitting the way that he, you know, had been with, with San Jose. It's, it's still working out. Not surprising. Don't think he's washed. Uh, but, uh, you know, they hadn't been the boost, I think, that they had been hoping for. Um, obviously, Jack Hughes, uh, a.k.a. Little, little Jizzy. Little Jizzy, baby. Great. <laughs> Has been doing great. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought I thought when when uh, Svechnikov went down that, that it was the Devil's Division. And 
pretty confident at this point that the, the Canes have it, which is going to be absolutely wild. Whichever one of those, I mean, technically speaking, the Rangers could still take the division. Yeah, that's a good team too. Mathematically. That's a good team. Um, that first round <laughs> is going to be Slaughterhouse. I, You uh, know what? Just to piggyback on that, everybody's complaining about this like one to – you know, they will bring back the one verse eight like that playoffs. This first round is going to be so entertaining. Like, does it suck? Mm-hmm. Like some of these good teams are going to go home first round. Yeah, but there's only one team that wins it, right? There's only one team that wins it. Like sometime almost everybody's going to go home. And this, these first mm-hmm. round matchups, New Jersey versus the Rangers or like since I'm on the bandwagon now, the regs, you know, you know, the devils versus the regs since I'm a proud New Jersey native. I don't know. Maybe I wish to the rock. Is that what they say? I don't know, but um, it's going to be out of this world. That first round matchup, like both teams are super fast. They are deep. Both teams are extremely deep. Now goaltending goes to uh new uh the Rangers or the Regs. Um, but like it hasn't been like Vitek hasn't been great and Schmid has been good. Like they they, they have yeah. gotten goaltending. And then you look the next one. You got Toronto versus Tampa rematch, baby. Oh my gosh. There's gonna be some controversy. I can't wait. Can't wait. And then upset city. LA Kings, who nobody's talking about. Nobody. They play good hockey. They play fast hockey. They are deep all the way through that lineup, plus young and old, because they got the Kopitar, who's like 67 almost. They are playing Edmonton Oilers for another first round rematch. Now things can change, but if it the playoffs were to end today, boy, oh boy. Sign me up. I'm excited. It's gonna be great. You know, what, what, if, if playoffs started today, the most exciting matchup, though, has to go to uh, those upstart Bruins trying to knock off the perennial Pittsburgh Penguins. No. <laughs> I, no. I, the odds on that one are going to be astronomical. I'm going right? like, to take the Penguins. Just like gambling-wise, it would be stupid not to. Yeah. Like, you're going to get like 1,000 to 1. Yeah, just, yeah. It's going to be – it's going to be – Take the money. Yeah. Right? Like, who knows what happens? Like, again, the President's be, yeah. Trophies always somehow lose. They never win the Stanley Cup. Sorry, Boston. It's just how how the NHL yeah. works, right? But if you're not putting money on Pittsburgh, not because, like, it's guaranteed to happen, but those odds, like Mitt or, said, yeah. are going to be so fantastic. You got it. You'd be dumb not to. And that's why gambling's bad. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's it. That's very bad. Gonna, Don't do it gonna, unless you're professionals like us. Yeah, we are not giving you gambling advice. We, if you have a gambling no. addiction, talk to somebody. But again, also bet on this Pittsburgh. This is, in fact, legal advice. Yeah. You can take Twig's advice to do we court. Need a, do we need a disclaimer? Do we need a disclaimer now? If we talk about gambling? Like, I don't know what we're supposed to do here. Wasn't real advice. Don't gamble. 
feel like those YouTubers that were telling all God. these people to buy their crypto stuff. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, what happened? to It didn't work out. Yeah, they just stole all that money from you guys. Logan Paul. <clears throat> but so if you drink random. his new power shift, I'll show you. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Prime. Prime, eh? Prime. Prime. Ooh, wait, do we, can we can we sue him for can sponsorship we say- now? Because we said Prime. I'm so confused. There's so many legal things that we're just not used to since we've become big time. Yeah. Yeah. We should get a lawyer on retainer. Let's, let's yeah, get our who, intern to, to look into getting a lawyer. Yeah. Who's going to pay for that? Me or you? If it's you, I'm down. <laughs> Flip a coin? Ah, uh, sure. I'll, I'll get the coin, though. I'll get the coin. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> oh man uh i wanted to quickly shout out uh the philadelphia flyers oh boy or uh first of all being bad at losing this is a team that should be racing to the bottom and they're on a three-game winning streak right now so kudos just for you guys not Bravo. being able to figure that much out uh and if that wasn't uh enough reason to make fun of them uh it is that uh there we want to talk about co- hockey culture and how some hockey cultures in particular specific ones need to change hockey culture uh, as a whole uh could could do with some moving forward um and we talk about like the you know the the old boys club the lingering the the bad the stuff that just needs to be scorched earth cleaned out yeah we want to talk about a a, a bullshit organization in philadelphia who had a, a shadow owner in Bobby Clark puppeteering uh, Cliff Fletcher in terribly. Fletcher's out. Fletcher? Yeah, Fletcher's out. Uh, quickly replaced by a highly touted GM prospect, Daniel Briere, uh is interim. I did and, love uh, him as a player. Good old did love. Yeah. Oh, all the heart in the world. I mean, if anybody knows... Not to overlook the little guy. It's Wee Danny B. Um, now, Wee Danny B wasn't in his new role, his interim role, for a week uh, before lovely footage of his beautiful bippy boy uh, throwing some woman's wheelchair down the stairs at a bar for lols. Uh, that's not a good look. It's not a good look when, oh, good when your look. New, new interim... GM can't make it through a week of work before his family publicly embarrasses him in a disgusting way. Um, I mean, I think we all have that sit down with our family in the first week of work and say, hey, can you just keep it low key? Can you keep all the uh, racism and ableism and just general douchebaggery to a minimum, you know, at least for the first month while I'm trying to impress my colleagues and, and, and people, you know, just to, just to not undermine the goodwill that I've worked through my entire career to build up. Um, just try not to shame the family in a deep and scarring way. But I guess we, Danny B forgot to have that uh, conversation at home. Um, maybe uh, he had tried over zoom because his son was away at university right. and there was a bad internet connection. Uh, but just shout out for Philadelphia for not being able to figure it out. Like, just lock the doors, bring in John Wick, and then Monday morning start hiring. That's oh, all yeah. I'm saying. I got to go see that movie. Um, 
Yeah, I don't, John know much, I, I don't have much more to add other than if you can't, and I'm not blaming this on alcohol at all. That's not what I'm trying to do here. But if you can't go out to a bar, to a drinking establishment, to a club, and handle yourself in a proper manner, especially when you know that the spot, like, and I'm not saying this is an out either. I'm not trying to give this kid out. But you know that if something happens or you do something, it's going to be highly scrutinized. It's going to be big media. Like, I feel like when you do, like, when you get your agent as an NHL player and you always hear it at the draft now, all oh, these players are already so well-trained. They already know what to say. They already know what to do. I feel like an agent should be on this one. Hey, buddy, maybe don't take that wheelchair and throw it down the stairs. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. It just feels pretty, like, it feels normal to me. Like, I, I know that if I was drinking, I'd be like, I'm going to get back on the dance floor. I wouldn't be like, look at this random wheelchair here. Let's just shove it down the stairs. But I feel like if you're yeah. if you're from a well-known family, you know your dad was just named the general manager. There's only three, 32 jobs of these in the whole world. The general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers. Hey, you know what? Let's just, just go dance. Just go chug a few ones. Have a good time without making a fool of myself. And I, I don't even know. There was two of them. There was there was uh, uh, Danny's son, and then there was one other. And shame on you guys. You guys just look like dickheads. Like just a couple bunch of douches. Yeah. I think they're getting charged, rightfully so. Yeah. They're getting charged. Also, the other, the other, the other guy's family is, oh, 100% the other guy's family is just like, oh, thank God we're not well. Yeah, thank, thank God we're not famous. <laughs> You know, because I've heard nothing from them, even though he was definitely just yeah. as just as much to blame as uh, as Danny's son there. Um, I also want to say to that establishment, hey, maybe you guys should have like an elevator or or a ramp or something like that's pretty ridiculous, yeah. too. I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, I, most I don't want to throw them under the I, I, I get what you're saying there. And I think that 100 percent that they should like a lot, a lot of places. Like that, yeah, clearly. a lot of places do now. Clearly, show something like that. Um, it, I, but I, it is worth also before you know, before the internet blows up on this on this take uh, is the fact that uh, the establishment were the ones that basically put this out there that 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 brought to somebody's attention. Like, hey, look oh. at this wild ass douchebag. Um, then they banned the guys from the bar like immediately. They've been very supportive uh, of the you know uh, of the young woman. So. Yeah, we want to make oh, sure not... that they don't catch too many strays. Too I many want... strays. Yeah, maybe we can. There's, put it, there's no, can put there's no stray there. there. There's, there's no stray there. You gotta. There's a little bit of advice, I guess. You but know? you, you, you know how the, you know how the oh, I... can get online. They go, they go buck. The, I got the, I got the rowdy ones. I got the controversial yeah. ones. Yeah, ones that are gonna just fire all everybody my, all, up. All the, all the midheads are in prison, so they're just. Oh Jesus! Okay. They can't hurt anybody anyway. You win that one. They've already done their crime. I'm huge at cell block yeah. B. Yeah, you've already got all the Danny Breer sons already. Yeah, they're all fans. Oof. Oh, sorry. Too soon. Oof. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> yeah. No, it I just. Felt, I felt yucky. I could just just think 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 about that. Think about that. There's now going to be like a, a 25 minute training video in like multiple hockey programs 
because of this, because, because we all thought up until now, you didn't need to tell somebody when you're in a public establishment and you see something that doesn't belong to you. Let's say something like, I don't know, a person's uh, sole means of transportation. Don't destroy it. I mean, I guess this guy looks at, we, Danny B's son, you know, watched the Vancouver riots and we're like, oh, so that's how this goes down. All right, I'm in. And they're making a 30 for 30 for that, eh? Over the Vancouver riots. I'm excited. Not to not to change our topic from dickheads to more dickheads to burning down a city over a hockey game. Um, and you want to talk about damages to things that weren't theirs. Yeah. Dickheads. <laughs> but I'm excited to watch it because <laughs> that was nuts. That was nuts. Yeah. I hope Pittsburgh I hope Pittsburgh can keep it together when they get knocked out of the playoffs by Boston. Yeah, I you know what? I don't think I've even seen Toronto burn down a city, you know? Shame on you, yeah. Vancouver. You can't lose properly and you can't win properly. At Sad. all. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine being like this. Finishing your season, you're like, you know what? We're so close to Connor Bedard. Being in that lottery, we're so close. We're almost there. Let's hire Rick Tockett and put JT Miller back at center. And then trade for a right-handed D that you know might fill a hole for us. Oh, let's also get Thatcher Demko back. Who you who you know we all forgot was an all-star goalie. And let's just start winning. Let's just win our way right out of being in the lottery. Dummies. Yeah, bunch of dummies. Dummies. <laughs> we watched this movie last year. We literally watched the same movie last year. It was better last year. It like was. every sequel, it's not as good as the first. It's true. There's no Brucey B. This is, a, this is a real John Wick 2 situation. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, we've been sponsored by John Wick here. Um, go out, see John Wick 4 in theaters. And uh, I don't think you can rent it on TV, but go see John Wick four. See it Lewis, four times. Lewis Riddick. What? He passed Lewis away. It's his, it's his last movie. Go see him. Support him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, that's unfortunate. That's it right. is unfortunate. Wait a, but it did get wait it did. On a downer. No, it wasn't a downer. Here's the plus side. Lewis Riddick uh, also. <laughs> Was very what was reported by, and I hate I hate when directors do this. Was reported by the director that he was very proud of this last movie. What else are you gonna mm. say, director? What what else are you gonna say, huh? What do you, yeah. you think? You think you saying that Louis Riddick hates the movie? People are gonna come see it? No. But I have good. I have heard good things. Heard great things. I've heard. I've heard it's uh, more actionier than the other three. How is that possible? Combined. How is that um, possible? I don't know. So there's I no story now. Like, z- I I mean we're we're let's be clear we're one one John Wick away from a crossover with the Fast and the Furious. It's true. I can't believe we got to four. To be honest, yeah. that's impressive. All over a dog. It's really good. 
Just saying, it started with a dog. <laughs> the first John Wick was great. It was awesome. The first John Wick was great. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't seen the fourth. I'm not I've... sure if I, I'm not sure if I've seen the third. Bro, what are you doing? That was about as college douchebaggy as I got there. Bro, what are you doing? Well, I we should end it. <laughs> Bro, do you even wick? Uh, but then here's the problem. You, here's the problem. Uh, you can't just call it like the John Wick universe because the the JWU just sounds ridiculous. So the, the Wick Cinematic University, the, the WCW. The Wikiverse. WCU. The multi-Wick, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We somehow went from hockey to movies, and I love movies. We oh yeah, Let's talk movies all episode. But I feel like that's where we should end her. Right there. Yeah. Yep. Sweet spot. So. Remember, boys and girls, and everybody else, and all the things in between. When you're done watching hockey, go see John Wick Four now in theaters. It's soon <laughs> to be found on streaming devices everywhere. You know what? Those uh, John Wick guys are gonna love this free ads. They're gonna love it. <laughs> I think that should be our new thing: is that we just give terrible endorsements to pop culture. Yeah, uh, events until until we get cease and desist orders. I love it. If you want to see a man I mean, struggle to the rise to then, the top, um, then walk your butts to every John. day. Nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's end this. Uh, surely, there's nobody left alive after John Wick Four. Like maybe John's alive, but surely he's killed everybody in the world by then. Right? Li- there can't well. be any. They they keep coming out with more. I don't know. How, I don't know where they're coming from. They're coming out of the woodworks. It's it's incredible. Um, I don't even know what like we we've been on John Waker for like ten minutes here, and I don't know what else to say other than <laughs> it all started when the, like he was happily retired. He was happily yeah. retired. Some yeah. punks thought they'd mess with the dog. Spoilers. Can I say spoilers? No. Bro? Uh, so, so, spo- if you haven't seen John Wick first, you're never going to see John Wick four. Okay, that movie's been on forever. I didn't ruin anything. And you're, but you're going to love John Wick five, <laughs> the Lion, the Wick, and the Wardrobe. That's going to be a good one. Or John Wick six, a Wickle in Time. Uh, I tell you, that was for my Van Twigs, for myself. Oh, clever bits! Thank you all so much. Please be kind to each other. Wear the warm up jersey, and we'll see you next week.